With summer closing in, I am so ready to ditch my cold weather clothes and say hello to shorts and tees. But I don't want to just buy what's trendy. I want to update timeless, high-quality summer pieces that I can utilize for all seasons and years to come without spending a fortune. And now I've got a lineup of beautiful clothes from Quince that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, Blouses and shorts from $30. That's what I'm talking about, babe. There's washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less oh than gosh. similar brands. It's actually because they partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I actually just ordered their linen shorts, tops, and pants that I plan to wear for this summer because they're lightweight, and I'm so excited to get them and start planning my Quince capsule wardrobe for my summer travels. Honestly, I have so much Quince clothing, and I love it all. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com husband for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash husband to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash husband when you're traveling do you ever stress about what's happening back home like did you forget to lock up or leave a window open that's why we totally suggest getting simply safe home security today for top-notch security and peace of mind no matter where your summer adventures take you that's actually such a good point i think that is one of the main reasons peyton and i love simply safe as well is did I lock the front door? Did I do this? Is a window open? You can just tell exactly what's going on in your home. Right. And I, I know like when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind to know that your home is okay. There's also a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras that we've installed. So we have view of our entire house, every entry point. Plus, I just feel relieved knowing that it's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. everybody welcome back to our podcast this is murder with my husband i'm peyton moreland and i'm garrett moreland and he's the husband and i'm the husband what's your 10 seconds today my 10 seconds today will be we finally got a couch finally you guys we haven't had a couch for like two months she's not lying yeah, it's been i think it's been we almost ordered three it in october yeah beginning of october right? we got it this week yeah we've been sitting on our rug every single day so i never knew how much i would appreciate a couch but we got one yeah we did we just want to say thank you to everyone who has signed up for our Patreon. It's so much fun. And if you have any questions about that, it's just Murder With My Husband Patreon. You can Google it or you can go to our social media and click the link in our bio and it will take you to a thing where you can select our Patreon. It's super fun. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. Okay, so for our case this week, Garrett, I don't know if you've seen, but on TikTok, there is a true crime case that is just blowing up. No one's talking about it. They're just telling everyone to go check it out. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I've seen multiple people be like, if you want to have your mind blown, go watch this 2020 case. It's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all they that's all they would leave it at. But I've seen multiple people talk about it. And then okay. the comments are like, oh, this just threw me for a loop. Da, da, da. And so I was like, OK, I have to like check out what 
mm-hmm. everyone is talking about. It's been the hype. Okay. And so I got on, I like searched the 2020 and I realized I know the story. I know this 2020 story, but I thought I would share it for everyone who's listening since everyone's talking about it. So you can be in the know too. What do you mean? Like, you know it as and you've heard it before? You've yes. done research on yes. it before? No, I've heard it before. Okay. And I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely a doozy. Huh. Okay. So this is 2020 season 43 episode seven. Our case starts in Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is a city but sort of has a small town feel. It's quiet, rural community near the border of Nebraska. Out on the edge of the city is a huge park named Big Lake Park. It's around 200 acres, has many small ponds and lakes in it, lots of hiking trails, lots of um, like toys for kids. It's like a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. On December 5th, 2015... A young woman was walking Big Lake Park alone. It was nighttime, dimly lit, but she was just trying to get her time in by herself. She stopped at a bench along one of the walking paths, and while resting for a second, she was approached from someone behind her. She turned around and saw a woman standing there with a gun. The woman told her to get down on the ground, and when the young woman did as she was told, the perpetrator shot her in the leg and then ran off into the woods. The injured woman waits until she feels like the gunwoman isn't returning and then gets up to walk the path back to her car where she had left her cell phone. She calls 911 and lets them know what had happened. Police respond by sending a helicopter over the park in hopes of spotting the suspect, but they have no such luck. Now we are going to rewind to roughly three years earlier in 2012, Omaha, Nebraska, which is only about 10 minutes from Big Lake Park. So although it's two states, again, mm-hmm. it's they're very close. A 35-year-old man named Dave Krupa is working as a mechanic. He's just your average Joe. He was recently separated from a woman named Amy Flora. They had been together for 12 years had two children together, so this was the first time in a long time that Dave had been on his own. He moved to an apartment in Omaha in 2012, got a job as a mechanic, and brainstormed about how he was going to go about dating again. He liked dating, he liked women, he knew he didn't want to be alone, but it had been so long since he had done this. Dave Krupa decides that he's going to try online dating. It hadn't been around much the first time he had started dating, so he thought, eh, why not? It seems like this is what everyone was doing now. Mm-hmm. The first girl that Dave meets through online dating is a woman named Liz Gollier. Liz's full name is actually Shanna Elizabeth, and she was a single mother of two children who were around the same age as Dave's. Do you know what site he was using for online dating? I don't. It sounded like multiple, honestly, but they Uh didn't specify which sites. Okay. Liz owned a company called Liz's Housekeeping, and her Instagram was full of cheerful selfies Dave and Liz decide to go on a date together and hang out at a coffee shop. They get along well, they have fun together, and Dave was upfront from the beginning about what he was looking for. He didn't want to jump into a commitment very fast. He wanted mm-hmm. to have fun casually and spend time together. But with this attitude came excitement. Dave wasn't only having this fun, casual relationship with Liz. There was also Mary, Kathy, Joyce, Beth, Margaret, and Sandra too. So because of online dating, he was... Playing the field, I yes, guess. Yes, yes. Um, sexual relationships with most of them. I think Dave was kind of engaging in like a rebound mm-hmm. lifestyle. He hadn't, you know, 
been able to date for so long that when he did, he just yeah. he dated everyone. And um, plus, he was a parent with every girl that he didn't want commitment. Like, he wasn't lying to them. He was saying, I'm, I'm dating other women. Um, this is just casual for us. And okay. they all agreed. How old is Dave again? He is, at this point, I think 35. Yeah. Okay. So, six months after meeting Liz and casually hooking up with the other women... Dave is working at the car shop when a young, attractive woman walks in. This was the first woman that he had met face-to-face instead of a dating app that he actually felt he had an authentic connection with. Okay. Her name was Carrie Farver. She brought her explorer in to get worked on, and there was an immediate spark between the both of them. Carrie was a 37-year-old single mother to a 14-year-old boy. She worked as a computer programmer. She had grown up in a small town, Um, in Iowa, and she had a lot of friends, her mom being her best friend. After meeting Dave at the shop, Carrie told her friends about him, says that he's not typically her type, but there was definitely a connection between them. Dave goes home and finds Carrie's profile on a dating site and asks her out because they had just hit it off. Wait, so he didn't get her number or anything? No, but he goes home and searches and comes across her on the dating app site. Okay. I guess I was trying to decide if that's weird, but Probably not. I mean, it may be. And for all we know, this pretty. could be Instagram. I mean, we yeah, don't know. Exactly. It's just online. It could meeting. be Facebook. Yeah, it, it could, could be, be anything. Okay. But they both say there was like a strong connection from the beginning. Okay. So they go to Applebee's for their first date and nice. it's good. It's successful. Yeah. Actually, I'm a Chili's girl. I don't know about you, but you I'm definitely like Chili's. Chili's over Applebee's. I wonder if there's less Chili's in other parts and more Applebee's. In yeah, other maybe. Parts. Maybe. Because, yeah, I guess we, I feel like we have more Chili's here than mm-hmm. Applebee's. So, anyways. Carrie ends up back at Dave's place that night after their first date. And she is the one to let him know, actually, that she's not interested in a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. Oh. Um, this just want, you know, she just wants this to be a casual romance type of thing. And Dave's like, perfect. Like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And I really like you. So it's perfect. Yeah. This is all well and good. The date is going amazing, according to him. Dave gets up to walk Carrie to the front door and say goodbye. She walks out of his door and not even 10 seconds later... There's a knock at Dave's door. Mm. So he's like, what? Gets back up, answers it, and is stunned to see Liz standing there. What? The girl he was casually dating at yeah. first. Um, she had come by to pick up some things that she had left at his apartment. Oh, okay. It was a little awkward because Liz and Carrie had ran into each other in the hall. Oh, and they did. Like, I'm going to that apartment that you just came out of type thing. Oh, and that's so weird. I'm Liz. Do you I'm- think they both recognized it? Do you know? Um, yes, but it oh. wasn't like that big a deal, right? Like this is Carrie's first date with Dave. Okay. And I mean, they introduce each other, but it's just like a 10 second thing. Like, oh, yeah. whatever. But it, you know, nothing was committal. So it's not that big a deal. Two weeks later, Carrie was working on a big project at work and spending lots of time in her office. Her office was only a couple blocks away from Dave's apartment, but actually a full hour away from where she lived. So she was commuting but it was super close to Dave's house. Okay. So Dave offers his house to Carrie, hopefully making you know the commute easier. Yes, they had only known each other for two weeks, but they had been hitting it off. They were comfortable with each other. So he gives her a key and she accepts. She's like, okay, I'll stay here for a couple of days while I finish my project. On November 13th, 2012, Dave gets ready for work and leaves around 6.30 a.m. He gives Carrie a kiss before he heads out the door. While at work that morning, Dave receives a text. It's from Carrie. She tells him that she would like to move in together permanently. What? They've only been together for like... Not even together. They've only been dating. dating. Yeah. 
So Dave is taken aback. Um, This was out of left field. They had talked about this. They had talked about not moving in. Plus, Carrie was the one who said she didn't want to be committal. Like on their first date, she's the one that said that. Well, also, they don't know each other. They don't know each other. Exactly. And Dave is like, duh. Uh So he texts her back and reiterates his stance. I don't think we should. We don't really know each other. I'm, I'm not really interested in moving in together. Carrie immediately messaged back saying, fine, I hate you. I don't want to see you. I'm actually dating someone else, swearing at him, cussing. Yes. What? The whole nine yards. So Dave is confused. Like, that's an understatement. He's like, what the heck? Um, This literally didn't make sense. It wasn't like her. And that morning, she had been just fine. Like, he had just kissed her and walked out the door. And now she's flipping out on him. What in the world? So Dave goes home. Carrie's stuff is no longer there. She's gone. He doesn't see her. A couple days go by and Dave hears nothing from Carrie either until one night she randomly starts blowing up his phone again. The same stuff. I hate you. You ruined my life. You mother effer. I don't want to see you like all over again. I think it might be time to block her number. Yeah. So Dave is a little less confused at this point and more relieved. Yeah. He felt like he dodged a bullet. Like what if he'd gotten to know Carrie and then this true side of her had come out? like later down the road, you know? So he's like, okay, I think I like dodged a crazy here. I'm backing up. Carrie had become pregnant at 22 and the relationship didn't work out. So she had raised her son alone. Okay. With that came sadness and depression. And eventually she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. It was a hard time, but she eventually got a good job and then life started to turn around for Carrie. And then she met Dave. So this was all leading up to when she met Dave. She texted her mo- her mom and arranged to have her son, who is now in high school, um, stay with her so she could spend some days at Dave's home, which was closer to work. Mm-hmm. That same day that Carrie had freaked out on Dave while he was at work, Carrie had also texted her mom to let her know that she had decided to just take a job in Kansas. So not only did she text Dave in 180, what? she texted her own mom, who was taking care of her son at this point and because said, she was taking a job in and Kansas. said, I'm taking a job. Yes. She's obviously a liar. Yes. Well, her okay. son vouches for her and he tells grandma, no, like this isn't weird. Mom was talking about taking a job oh, in Kansas. So okay. he kind of like vouches for her. Like, I don't think there's anything weird going on. Maybe she just decided, you know, to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Carrie's mom asked, you know, okay, that's fine. Can you call me? But she never hears back. Carrie told her son, like texted her son and said, I'll be there in a couple days. We're going to go to my half brother's wedding and then I'll get you and we'll go to Kansas. The day of the wedding came and went, but Carrie neither showed up nor called. So now her son's just living with grandma. Like Carrie's missing, has freaked out on everyone in her life. And so Carrie's family officially decides to report her missing. This is weird. I don't have any questions so far, really, because it's just weird. It's just like this whole thing is. And that's why I think everyone on TikTok was like, you need to go listen to Uh this case. So during the report, Carrie's mother mentions that Carrie had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but had talked about working her way off her meds because life was going good. She had met Dave, everything. Police tell her, you know, people who have bipolar disorder and go off their meds. Um, We see these type of situations play out, erratic behavior disappearing. So like, we don't think she's in danger or anything. We think she's an adult and she's just decided to do her own thing. Yeah. Carrie's mom is like, okay, well I can tell the police aren't really taking me seriously, but the police are like, listen, Carrie's been in contact with you. Yeah. Like she's not even fully missing. She's been texting you. She's been texting her son. She's like, we, we can't really consider her missing person. So back to Dave. The text messages from Carrie haven't really stopped. They are foul-mouthed, calling him names, talking about how bad of a person he is. Like, jealousy and rage fill the messages. 
Carrie starts to bring up Liz in her messages, the girl that she met in the hallway that day. Okay. You know, why was that girl coming to your house? Like, da 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 da. And at the same time, Liz reaches out to Dave to tell him that someone named Carrie was messaging her and like talking about Dave. And so no she's like, what way. the heck? Yeah. All right. It's time to get a restraining order. Yeah. And yeah. So she asks Dave, how did Carrie get my number? Like, who is this girl? Dave's like, I don't know. I just dated her for two weeks. How did she get her number? Right. So on November 23rd, 2012, 10 days after Carrie Farver was last seen, Liz comes home from work and discovers that someone had broken into her garage oh, no. and written whore from Dave on her walls in spray paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carrie, definitely from Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Liz calls the police and files a, a report bringing up the harassment from Carrie that came to her via Dave and police pay Dave a visit at work. And Dave shows police the messages Carrie's been sending him and they're like, oh, okay, so you're not encouraging this harassment. She's just yeah. bat crap crazy. And he's like, yeah, she's harassing me too. And police are like, okay, well, like block her number, you know, do whatever. And he's like, I have. She gets a new phone and texts me. What? Yeah. No And so way. they're like, okay, well, you get a new phone then and change your, you, you oh, know, yeah, your yeah. number. And he's like, well, that's like not fair, you know? Like but You kind of have to do yeah. it. So anyways, back to Carrie's mom. She's also still receiving text messages during this time. Some of them like kind of rude. And Carrie texts her son to let him know, you know, we're going to move to Kansas. I'm going to come get you. Carrie at this point has now missed her brother's wedding, her birthday, Thanksgiving, her son's birthday, and then eventually her father's funeral. Her father dies. And she doesn't come to show up for the funeral. So Carrie's family feels like something it's is weird. wrong. Yeah. So they text Carrie and tell her that they don't believe it's her texting them. They're like, we, we don't think it's you texting us because we just don't think you would do this. Sorry. I just had like an epiphany. <laughs> so I wish you'd seen his face. Go to YouTube and watch this. So what are you thinking? Okay. I'm thinking that. Okay. So Carrie's been missing for a while now. Missing. Yes. She's been contacting people, but she's for a while been gone. Now. So I don't know if I, because I, I don't know anything about the story and I don't want to spoil it. No, if this I, is want your, I want you to give I'm guess. thinking that she's gone. She went missing. Someone actually abducted her, killed her, has her phone and is texting people. That From seems, her phone. I mean, I know that seems completely absurd, but, well, but this is what her family thinks. Oh, okay. So, so Liz, obviously, and but Dave, then, like, why would she be texting Dave and Liz if it wasn't her? Well, like, why would she's also texting like Carrie's friends. But she knows stuff. She, whoever has the phone, yes. knows stuff that only she should know, I yes. feel like. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not what's happening. So Carrie's family thinks that's what's happening. Dave and Liz okay. think, heck no. She knows things okay. that, that like, you know, and so no, it's her. She's just gone crazy. Okay. So these two sides are competing, yeah. essentially. Hmm. So at this point, Dave is actually receiving 60 plus texts a day and over 100 emails a day. All right. It's time to change your number. He has. He's changed his number many times, but Carrie keeps getting his new number or whoever is impersonating Carrie, according to Carrie's parents. Oh my gosh. Yes. She was talking about Liz, how Liz should kill herself, that she's fat, ugly cow, just horrible things about Liz. This is cyberbullying to the max. Oh yeah. She even addresses some of the emails to Dave as if Liz is reading them. Like, oh Liz, you're so stupid, even though they're to Dave. So it's yeah. not really making much sense at this point. 
The texts start becoming worse um, where she would prove that she's stalking Dave saying, I can see what you're wearing. I can see that you're sitting on your recliner watching this show. And he would be so that she's like outside his house stalking him. Oh my, has he, is, is he telling the police all this? Like what's going on? Yes. But the police are like, well, I don't know. We can't find the woman. Like it's not like we can go to her house. She's not at her house. But like if she's stalking him, like, can you put a cop outside or something? I don't know. I don't know. And I think at this point, like Dave just starts to, this is my life. Like he's just, it's not that big a deal to him anymore. Like he just changes his phone number. She finds it and it's, it's fine. Okay. In January, around two months after all of this had started happening, Dave arrives home and sees Carrie's car in his apartment complex parking lot. So he's like, I've caught her. Like that's her car in my, mm-hmm. like my, in my parking lot. So he takes a picture of it and sends it to the police. You have to keep in mind, in Iowa, the police are under the impression that Carrie Farver is just a missing person. And in Nebraska, they think she's a stalker harasser. Okay. So police begin searching um, Carrie's car at Dave's complex. There was a mint container that had one fingerprint on it. Police run it. It doesn't match Carrie or anyone in the database. Carrie is actually posting on Facebook on her Facebook, talking about how she's not missing. She just doesn't want to come home. People need to leave her alone. Stop re- like reaching out to her. She's an adult. She can do what she wants. And Dave and Liz's harassment is getting worse. But because of this, they begin dating again because they start to connect over the fact that Carrie is harassing them. Okay, got it. So they would be hanging out together when both of their phones would start blowing up with messages from Carrie. And they'd be like, look, look. How is that not? I'd be freaked out. There's no way I'd be calm in that situation. She's she's crazy. She's writing fake obituaries for them. She actually sends Dave a picture of what appears to be Liz, but it's not, you know, Uh it's just like a woman tied up in a trunk. And she goes, I have Liz in my trunk. You better call her right now and tell her that she's ugly and that you don't like her and you don't want to see her. So Dave calls Liz. Can and they like, not find her by her phone? I don't know. By her phone number? I don't know. So Dave calls Liz and is like, are you, are you in Gary's trunk? And she's like, no. This is so freaky. So weird. So nine months after Carrie was last seen, in August, Dave gets a call from Liz. Someone had lit her house on fire. Her children were not home. But all of her pets, her dogs, her snake, her cats died in the fire. No way. Yeah. So I will play the audio. That's horrible. She's like, oh my gosh, my house is on fire, literally. From what I've seen so far, looking inside, this is it's pretty obvious. This is intentionally set fire. The guy that I've seen, he has a girlfriend that he did for two weeks, and she's been stalking me since November. Do you know her name? It's Carrie. C-A-R-I. She oh, won't she leave mean. me alone. She will not go away. I just wish she would go away. Two months later, Dave's auto shop that he works at is vandalized with spray paint that says Dave beats women. It's all along the side of the building, along the road. Everyone can see it. This has gone from like petty stalking to a whole, whole new, new level. level. Like this is like, this is not okay. Yeah. So Dave purchases a gun. He's like, oh. I, I think I'm like in danger. The police are doing nothing to help me and I'm scared. Although Dave and Liz are dating, um, Dave is still actively looking for women to date. But most women that he contacts also get contacted by Carrie. Like he reaches out to someone and then the next day they're like, someone's texting me what named Carrie. Yeah. So Dave has a friend over 
And while she's there, a brick gets thrown through his window. And it's a childhood friend. They're not like romantically involved. But this had just become part of his life. I go, I would go into witness protection program. <laughs> I'd move houses. Like Same. I don't, Same. this is scary. I think like, I think about this and I think I used to be like, oh, a stalker. Like what a cliche idea, right? Like a stalker. But then as I've heard more stories, I'm kind of like, a stalker is scary. Oh yeah. Like that's freaky. Mm -hmm. And to me, it used to just kind of be like when I was younger, you know, I'd be like, Oh, you have a stalker. Ha, ha, ha. I guess but it's I, actually scary. I guess I understand why some celebrities, like when they get stalkers, they it's take it seriously. Seri it's well, not like should. not a joke. Yes. It's insane. So in 2015, so now we're two years after Carrie was last seen. Okay. She's been harassing on and off this whole time. Two detectives decide to take a second look at the missing person case that was Carrie Farver. They notice that her texts have spelling errors, which was unlike Carrie, and rarely does someone disappear voluntarily and not spend a dime of their own money. All the money in her bank account hasn't been touched. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so they come to the conclusion that they think Carrie is dead. So like what I was saying yes, earlier. and that someone has been impersonating her. Okay. These detectives get a hold of Dave and ask if they can meet. They tell Dave that they don't think Carrie was harassing him and Liz. They think someone else has been impersonating her and that she's either not alive or not roaming around at her free will. Mm -hmm. Dave is stunned. Why would someone even like do that? You know, so police then drop a bombshell of evidence on Dave, a bombshell of evidence that points all fingers to Liz being the person impersonating Carrie. No way. Liz, whose no house burned down way. and all of her pets died. Liz, who was sitting with him at the time of getting texts from Carrie. If she has burned her own house down, I don't even know what to say. Dave is That's like, crazy. no, he's like, I'm dating Liz. They only ever met once in a hallway before this happened. And plus Liz wouldn't kill her own animals and burn down her own house, not to mention take pictures of herself in a trunk and send them to me. And how could she send them? I've been with her at times when we've received texts from Carrie together. I guess I'm a little confused. So if they think it's Liz, would that mean they think it's Liz from the very first text that Dave, the very first crazy text that they've got, like from the beginning? Yes. Okay. So That's what they're telling Dave. From everything. From the very first time she goes, I want to move in. Yes. A couple hours after he kissed her on the lips and left for work. And left for work. A couple hours later, she sends a text to him saying, let's move in permanently. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Let's see what happens. Are you mind yeah, blown? Yeah, I'm mind blown. Okay. We're jumping into an ad right now, and I, no joke, I've had this question I think about it all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra Colostrum. Okay, obviously I had no idea that colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and is an exclusive source of all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. So what's amazing is Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers, your body's inside suit of armor, and the first line of defense against harmful particles from the environment that can trigger inflammation and actually make Make you sick. I'm not saying that it 100% works for everybody because obviously you never know, but 
All I'm saying is I haven't been sick since I started taking it. Well, and the science behind it is so cool. Armor Colostrum strengthens all four layers of your gut wall where 80% of your immune cells are housed. And it's a rich exclusive source of antibodies that optimize your immune defense during cold and flu season. Plus in clinical trials, bovine colostrum was found to be at least three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu. We've worked out a special offer for our audience receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash husband. All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts such as Murder With My Husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, the Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. When we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds. But now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch and it's so easy because we use Shopify. And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years. So it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And it's great because they grow with you. So whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com husband. Do you ever find that when you're traveling, you can't help but worry about what's going on back home? Like, 
again, did you remember to lock up everything or close all the windows? It's so easy for those little concerns to nag at you while you're trying to enjoy your trip. And that's why we highly recommend looking into Simply Safe Home Security today. It's all about giving you the top notch security and total peace of mind, no matter where your summer adventures take you. It's like having that extra layer of protection so you can truly relax and enjoy your time away. You guys, I know that when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind. You know, it's not only for when you're home and you don't want someone breaking in, but like also when you're away from home and you just want to know that your house is safe. And that is what Simply Safe gives you. There's a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras we've installed. So we have a view of all our entry points. Plus, Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System 2024 by the U.S. News and the World Report. Simply Safe has given us and many of our listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So the police tell him that they don't have the answers as to why or how Liz is doing this. All they know is that when Liz turned her phone over as evidence during her reports of harassment against Carrie, they collected the, her text message data to like put it into evidence. And when they went back through it two years later, they found a picture of Carrie's car a whole month before police had found it at his apartment complex. So Liz knew where Carrie's car was and took a picture of it a whole month before they found it at his apartment complex. And it's a whole month essentially after she had been missing. Okay. So in the middle of her going missing, no one's seen her. Liz takes a picture of her car. I cannot believe that this might be Liz. They also discovered that before Carrie went missing, Liz had dialed Carrie's home phone number using star six, seven, like 10 times, but they had only met once right in that hallway. The star six, seven still work. Well, police can figure out who did it. I mean, yes, star. I don't know. Do you remember in high school, like using star six, seven? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Me too. I used to call all my crushes using (laughs) star six, seven. (laughs) That's so funny. And so they're like, why did she call her 10 times anonymously Mm -hmm. if they'd only met once? Yeah. They also collect a photo of a check that from Carrie's mom that had been sent to her by who she had presumed to be Carrie, even though Carrie had been missing. It was a picture of a check. The check was for furniture in her home. So she, she reached out to her mom. She said, hey, mom, I'm selling all the furniture in my home. This is while she's missing. I'm selling all the furniture in my home. Can you let someone into my home to collect the furniture? And Carrie's mom is like, what the heck? Why are you selling all the furniture in your, in your home? And she's like, it doesn't matter. Here, look, sends her a picture of the check and says, look, I, I'm actually selling. Here's the check. Can you please let them in my home? I can't be there to let them in. So police collect this check. Guess whose signature is at the bottom as the buyer? Liz. Mm-hmm. As the buyer of all the missing woman's furniture. Liz is insane. Yes. The last piece of solid evidence they had was the unknown fingerprint in Carrie's car came back to none other than Liz. Keep in mind, this is all circumstantial. They don't even know if Carrie's dead. Like they could, this could just be Liz is a weirdo, but there's no actual proof that she was impersonating her. Like they don't have anything to that nature. Yeah. Just that she's acting weird. In December of 2015, Liz Golier talks with police and tells them that she's come to the realization that it might not have been Carrie this whole time harassing her. She thinks that maybe Amy Flora, Dave's ex-girlfriend for all those years and the mother of his children, hurt Carrie and was impersonating her and harassing her and Dave this whole time. 
So essentially, Liz blames Dave's ex-girlfriend of 12 years uh, for impersonating Carrie. And then Liz, or I don't know if it's necessary. Yes, it's impersonating Carrie, but also harassing them. Mm -hmm. Liz also tells them that Dave, that gun he had bought, is missing. He had told her that the gun went missing. And she tells police that and says, I think Amy Flores stole his gun. What a weirdo. Yeah. So the detective plays dumb mm-hmm. and asks if she could give him her phone so they could have the messages, the the, the recent harassment messages. And uh-huh. she's like, heck yeah, you can have my phone. So they take her phone. But instead of just downloading the recent messages, they download every piece of data, pictures, anything that's on her phone, they download it. So I'm more confused because Liz and Dave were together, but then they were both getting messages at the same time. Yep. I mean, I'm sure there's an explanation. So Dave doesn't believe cops because of that. Okay. He's like, I don't, she's not crazy. I don't, she doesn't act crazy. Like we were together we were and to- we both got messages. She she killed her own pets for yeah. this. You know, she burned her whole house down. Mm-hmm. Just a couple days later, Liz Gullier will make a 911 call from a walking trail in Big Lake Park. She will tell the dispatcher that she has been shot in the leg by a random woman who came up behind her. No way. She shot herself no leg, didn't she? <laughs> so she's rushed to the hospital. Her wound's non-fatal, and she claims it was Amy Flora who killed her. It's quickly determined that Amy had not shot Liz. Liz had shot Liz. She shot herself in the <laughs> own leg. That's yeah. so crazy. Analysts are going through Liz's phone as fast as they can at this point. They eventually trace the messages from Carrie right back to Liz, her house, her IP address, her devices. She used an app that would delay messages so she could be sitting right next to Dave Mm -hmm. on the couch and they would both receive messages from Carrie together. Okay. The detectives play on Liz's side. They want a solid case. Like they have evidence, but they want what happened to Carrie. So they ask Liz, like, she just shot you, Amy, just shot you it's a high chance that she hurt Carrie as well. So can you please reach out to Amy and see if she will confess to Carrie's murder, you know, since she shot you in the lake. Almost immediately, Liz comes back to to police with proof, an email from Amy that says, yes, Liz, I did attack Carrie. I stabbed her three to four times in the chest and stomach and then I burned her body. And then I stuffed her body in a garbage can and I dumped her in Big Lake Park. So at this point, Liz really thinks that she's fooling police. <laughs> yeah. She just ratted herself out. Of, and police are like, oh my go, Liz. Gosh. You're so you're such a detective, Liz. Good job, Liz. Yeah. So they're like, actually, Liz, can you um, try to get more information? Like maybe where the body is, you know? And Liz so is, is that like, actually what she did then? Like what she said? Is that probably I'm assuming. Do you think she just made it up? I don't know. She's made a lot of things. I know. So anyways, detectives reach out to Dave and they're like, hey, we're really trying to get a solid case on this for Carrie. Um, We've been working with Liz, but can you tell Liz that you're moving back in with Amy? Because we think that will push her over the edge. Okay. Like, can you just be like, actually, I know you think Amy's the person who's been harassing us, but I move like they want to drive Liz crazy. That's that's kind of scary, even though she already is crazy. So he does it. He literally is like, hey, Liz, I'm moving back in with Amy. I don't, I'm, I'm worried that Carrie's going to hurt her. So I'm moving back in with her. Liz, Liz is going to freak loses out. Loses it. And I'm going to play the tape, the, okay. the call that she makes to police after Dave tells her this. Looks like the only person that benefited was her. 
So she gets to shoot somebody, and then she gets to kill another person, and then she gets to move in with Dave, and she gets to be free. And you guys aren't arresting her. Like, they did exactly what they thought Mm -hmm. it was going to do. That was smart to to do. She sounds like a nine-year-old whose brother got the sucker that she wanted. Exactly. She's like, this is not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. She's been harassing me. And then he gets going to move back in with her. That's so crazy. And then they're like, okay, Liz, we understand you're upset. We understand. We're going to need you to have Amy tell us exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So she's like, yes, I'll, I'll get that email for you. So Liz turns over another email from Amy stating that the stabbings happened in Carrie's car. So police tear her car apart and find blood on the seat. Like under, they tear up the whole entire seat and find a huge pool of blood. They match it to Carrie. So that's the crime scene. They've now found the crime scene. Police confront Liz and we'll play a little bit of the interview. Why would you create all these emails? I haven't created any emails. All these have been coming from your your house. And I'm not going to be accused of something that I didn't do. Liz, we literally have proof on your phone that all of that all of this ties back to you. No, no way. No, it wasn't me. I can't I can't believe you're blaming me. No, Liz, like we have proof that you used an app and sent this exact message pretending to be Carrie. No, I didn't. I think she's convinced herself that it's not her. Yeah. Oh, like in the interview, she is dead set. Like, wow. I cannot believe you'd blame me right now. Police find eventually. They go to Dave. They're like, hey, Dave, is there anything else you can tell us about Liz? Like, we just want, we don't have a body and we don't have a murder weapon. So it's really risky. Even though we have all this evidence, it is risky to take this and and charge her for Carrie's murder when we don't have Carrie or, you know, so is there anything yep. else you can give us? He's like, I don't think so, but go search like my storage unit. So they search the storage unit. They find an old iPad that has an SD card in it. So they take the SD card out, find that Liz's phone sd card old that she had put into his ipad okay which how did they even find that i honestly have no idea but anyways they take the sd card out and they find on it um a picture of a foot and the foot belongs to a woman oh no and it's decomposing it's a dead body foot Mm -hmm. and the foot on it has a tattoo of like a symbol and it's Carrie's tattoo that she has on her foot. Yep. So they basically just found proof that Carrie is dead because the foot is decomposing and that it's Carrie because of the tattoo and that it was on Liz's SD card. Okay. They also find a camcorder at Liz's house because they search her house and it's Carrie's camcorder um, that had been stolen like a couple like a, a couple days after she'd gone on the first date with Dave. Mm-hmm. And on it was a video of Carrie, and I can play this for you, but it was a video of Carrie filming herself saying, my Ford Explorer just got vandalized. So a couple days after Liz met her in that hall, she went to Carrie's house and vandalized her car. From day one, it was- From day one. A flip. Yes. So they have all the evidence they need. They take it to trial, and Liz is sentenced to life in prison. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but that is the story of Carrie Farver and the tangled web that this was three years of police not knowing where she was to catch her for harassment 
or where she was to find her as a missing person. Are all stalkers like this? Because this is the craziest stalker story that I've ever heard. Just the like, like the little details, just ev- this, not even that it's what she, she burnt her own house, house down, killed her pets. Yep. She killed, and it was like five pets. It was like a snake, dogs, cats. She killed them. She burned them alive to try to keep How up. How many kids did she have? Two. How old were they? The same age as um, Dave's kids, but I don't know the exact ages. Okay. So that is why everyone on TikTok is talking about this story. Um, a lot of people caught on from the beginning that it was going to be Liz, um, but I tried to tell it in a way that you wouldn't yeah. think it was going to be Liz. Well, that's why I was like, wait. Did you think Liz or did you just think no, another person? I just thought another person. I yeah. didn't think Liz at first. Yeah. You did a good job. I feel like Dave, he's like, Literally from the day he's like, it's like Carrie completely switched, like literally 180 a mm-hmm. personality and everyone chalked it up to, well, she has by, you know, she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was like worked, you know, against Carrie in this situation. And I think I would have been like, this isn't going to happen to me. No, like, this isn't happening. There's no way. And even in the interview, like Dave, he does the interview and you can tell he's just kind of like. It was just weird. Like, you know, like I was getting stalked, but I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't think really anything of it. Which is, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I think that's kind of (laughs) weird. Like if I was getting stalked. He's a very laid back guy. Like the way he was talking about this was very chill. Well, he handled it really well. Yeah. Because I think I would have been freaking out. Well, and he kept saying in his head, like he kept saying the whole time I was dating Liz, like casually through all of this, I kept thinking like, how is she like, why does she keep wanting to date me? So like, does he tell the story? Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Well, the story isn't cool. No, that's but sad. I'm saying the fact that he comes that out he and, comes talks, out about and it, yeah. talks about it. Wait, so time out. Poor Carrie. Poor Carrie. She got killed. We for didn't talk about that very much. Literally dating a guy for two weeks. For doing not, she didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah. And I mean, that that's why I did include Carrie's family side of this story just uh-huh. because I do want to give justice to the fact that like Liz did not only hurt Carrie herself and Dave, like there was like Carrie had a son, oh, yeah. a 14 year old son who was texting Liz years after his mother went missing going, where are you? Why did you leave me? Why won't you come back and get me? That's yeah. so sad. So sad. So heartbreaking oh, and sad. Yeah. That's probably part of the story. No one really talks about. No, and Liz would reply as Carrie going, it's okay, little man. I love you. I just can't. Yeah. Oh, that can't. That move that. I know. So this story, although crazy and you just are like, what the heck is wrong with this Liz person? Also was just completely devastating for Mm -hmm. so many other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like Liz's or Carrie's family. I just feel horrible. Yeah, that's crazy. But I mean. Can you believe Liz shot herself in the lake? Oh, yeah. In her femur bone. I don't understand how you can shoot yourself. (laughs) Just like you didn't even need to. That's the thing. She didn't even need to like she didn't need to burn her house down. Everyone was believing it was Carrie. She didn't need to go as far as burning, killing her pets, shooting herself in the leg. I don't know how that would. So she never came out and said, this is where her body is. So they still don't, they don't, she, she claimed innocence. She still claims innocence to this day that she didn't do it. Is she in a psych ward or is she in prison? Psych ward. Is she like in a. Yeah, I know what you're saying. No, she's in prison. Okay. Which they would have had to evaluate her before they sent her to trial. Mm -hmm. So 
mean, I mean, honestly, if her defense team was smart, they would have done yeah. the insanity plea. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's the story for this week, our episode. And yeah, now you can now you can brag to all your friends that you know exactly what everyone's talking about <laughs> on TikTok. Um, but yeah, please, please, please subscribe if you haven't. We love you guys so much. We appreciate the support. Check out our social media. It will have a lot of images that go along with this case and also the YouTube will have everything that will be included in this case will be on there if you want to go watch that. It's MWMH Podcast. And if you have any questions about the Patreon, please let us know. We're still figuring it out and we're still working with it, but everything should be good now. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. Goodbye.